Broadcasting live from the beautiful Cobb Galleria in Atlanta, Georgia for the 2018 CIO of the Year Awards, it's Booth 61. Now, here's your host, Ricky Steele. Good morning. We are still at the Cobb Galleria where the crowd has really gotten large. Uh, all the major CIOs and um, uh, service providers in this industry have gathered. Honor the five CIOs of the year and one very special gentleman who has won the Lifetime Achievement Award for 2018. I first met Mr. Bob DeRhodes, I believe in his Home Depot days, and I've had the privilege of knowing him for about 15, maybe more years from now. I've been to his house at a, a Tech Bridge event, and I don't know a more gregarious, hardworking, community-loving individual who is now receiving the ultimate award from our industry. Welcome to Boost 61, Bob, and congratulations on your award. Well, thanks, Ricky. I, I truly appreciate it. Uh, I, the, the award is really uh, somewhat of a surprise, you know, not because I just wasn't you know, seeking it or thinking about it, and, it, and uh, so I was surprised and, and obviously really honored by it. Bob, you've had an illustrious career, and you've been in a number of different industries, uh, working the verticals uh, from retail to, of course, Home Depot and uh, FinTech with First Data, the work you did at Target. Um, how do you prepare a young person today? How do you prepare yourself for that kind of varied career? You know, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure there is a, uh, a how-to book on that. Not many people do it. Um, I kind of look at it like I took the road less traveled crossing industries. Uh, I was in uh, banking for over 20 years uh, and then got into two tours of duty in the airline industry uh, and then uh, tour duty in the insurance business with USAA mm -hmm. and then uh, two tours of duty with retail, Home Depot and Target and then one, one really monster payments company called First Data. So I kind of crossed the industry uh, industry spectrum, and I don't know that there's, um, again, you don't see it happen very often. There's not a formula for that, but I did learn, having done that, there is amazing similarities uh, between the verticals. Everybody thinks they're totally different. If you're, you know, if you're a retail person, you wouldn't understand banking, right? And vice versa. That, that's not true. In fact, um, there's many things that we were able to take from one industry to the other to, to help. And just by way of example, um, when uh, after after 9/11 in the airline industry, we're trying to get passengers back. Uh, I took my experience in credit scoring in the banking business where we wrote score, uh, credit scoring modules and understood how to do, learn how to do that. And uh, we came up with a prototype to score security risk. So rather than credit risk, so we stole that from the banking industry. And, uh, Fascinating. And, and it was it was very, the, the prototype was, was uh, very successful. We took it to Washington and walked Washington with it and got nowhere. Got nowhere. <laughs> well, the wheels of that operation turned very, very slowly. Yeah, I, I spent uh, a number of years in Washington. Uh, I was there with Tom Ridge uh, when, he, when Homeland Security was formed, and uh, I knew Tom, and he asked me to come help him kind of figure it out. Uh, and it, it was, um, and I've, I've been working with Homeland Security up until just about last year, and it is uh, really different. You know, Washington is different. I wish I wish it were not as broke as it is in many in many many ways, uh, but it's it's really difficult. 
and uh, to carry out the missions, and yet they carry out some of the most complex missions in the world, and they still get it done. It's just they're they're kind of running with their hands tied behind their backs and their ankles tied together. In spite of themselves, they yeah. somehow yeah. get it done, and we continue to have a great country, and uh, hopefully we'll continue to grow. Uh, if you were, because a lot of students listen to this podcast on a regular basis, if you were speaking to a young class of college seniors or juniors, be your advice for them going forward if technology is their choice in a career? Well, um, certainly if uh, if this is something you have a passion for, and that's always my first piece of advice, uh, do what you love. I mean, if you don't wake up every morning and just can't wait to get back at it, then maybe you're not in the, maybe you're not in the right job. Uh, and so if, if technology is your passion, uh, it's, a great, it's a great field. You have the opportunity in this field to uh, to look at all the verticals. You can have a choice to work in sports, medicine, again, retail. You can choose the industry you, you'd like to, to apply your technology skills at. So passion is one. Uh, the second is you're going to have to have uh, a, a lot of energy, and you, and you have to be able to want to work hard. Technology jobs, for the most part, are not nine-to-five jobs. Uh, I, I don't think I ever saw one that was nine to five, candidly. But uh, because uh, the, the companies use the technology to run business, when you want to test and implement that, you're going to be doing it off hours. You're going to be doing weekends. You're going to be doing it in the middle of the night. All nighters. Uh, yeah, all night. You pull a lot of all nighters, and so there's so you you've got to have a lot of stamina. Um, it, it's it's a hard thing to do. I, you know, one of my uh, uh, rules of thumb, and when I was growing up, was I always wanted to be able to say. I outworked my boss, whatever whoever my boss was. And so if the boss was coming in at 8 in the morning and leaving at 6, I'd be there at 7.30 and leave at 6.30. I was always, I wanted to, and, and it wasn't just to punch the clock, it was to be, really be working, right? And, and I'd be there weekends, if, you know, if, if they were or weren't. And I always tried to do that. I, um, I ran into Bob Nardelli and I failed. He was the one person I was not able to do that with. Bob was nonstop. Uh, but it's, so, uh, you know, a lot of energy and, and the ability to, to work hard is really key in, in this field. So passion, hard work, and then IT's a team sport. Ricky, I'm telling you, uh, there's a lot of great individuals and a lot of talented individuals uh, that, that don't do as well in IT as they could have because they're not team players. Uh, it, it, it takes a team. None, none of this is done by one individual. And so being able to collaborate, communicate well, work together well, Listen. Those are all the you know the kind of the skills that you need to, to be a great team player. If you're listening to this and you are a young person, you've just received half of an MBA. Bob has a full MBA, but you've just received half of one, and and take that to heart, my friends. Uh, Bob, you touched on a subject that we all uh, experience: working long hours, crazy hours, weekends, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and yet you have maintained a great family life. And as important, not as importantly, but certainly important to the community, you've been an outstanding volunteer, whether it be TechBridge, whether it's United Way, so many others that I'm probably not even familiar with you're involved in. How do you find time to do that, and why is that important to you as well? Well, the, there's... Um, I, uh, I, I like that you think I did a really good job of home life balance. I, it's probably my biggest criticism of myself. I, I, uh, of me. Yeah, I, I didn't, uh, when I was younger, uh, I didn't spend enough time focused on home life balance. And and, uh, and that creates issues. And you learn, uh, if you're smart, you learn from those issues, right? Uh, and so not only did I, try, not only did I try to, to uh, address 
process that, it became a priority for me as a leader to make sure that my employees, my, my leaders and, the, and, and their people uh, were focused on work-life balance. I mean, there's times when you have to take personal sacrifice, but you have to be able to blend it out over time. Um, and then in terms of the giving back, uh, yeah, you know, we, we focused a lot on uh, giving back. To, I focus a lot on giving back to the community. Ricky, with one, with one exception, all the so I ran technology for uh, or for seven major corporations, and with, with with only one exception, when I went to the organization, the IT organization was the lowest contributor to United Way in in the company. And, and, uh, it, and the first time I thought it's just, you know, it's, again, it's a leadership issue, and, but I kept seeing it repeatedly. And, um, and I look at that and I say, I wonder why IT people uh, feel like they don't get a seat at the table. Well, maybe we're not partners in the business. Maybe we don't understand what's important to the business. Uh, and what's important to the business is to, is to help build the community. Uh, and in each one of those organizations we turned around became number one or number two. Oh, wow. and, and, and we gave hours to Kaboom and, and Habitat for Humanity. I just felt like it was, it was important. It was just important for us to do that. Uh, and it's important for the community primarily. But it's important for us to demonstrate that we're part of the bigger team, the enterprise team, and that we're and, and that we want to be treated equal and we're willing to give and work in equal measures. Bob, there's a crowd of about 100 people dying to say hello to you and shake your hand and congratulate you. But before we go, Bob DeRhodes has not retired. You were uh, back involved in a business and you're consulting many businesses. What does 2019 look like for Mr. Bob DeRhodes? Well, um, <laughs> I... Uh, it's, it's really interesting. I've had the luxury at this point to, to be able to work as much as I want to. There's, there's tons of things to be able to do, um, and there's always new ideas, uh, and there's always new opportunities. Uh, so I look at those uh, and hopefully select, selectively pick the right one or two to work on. Uh, I also uh, try to work with uh, CIOs here locally and ones who, uh, who I've known over the years who may have moved away, both in a coaching and a mentoring. Uh, my phone rings and it's, you know, Bob, I know you've been through this. I'm struggling. Can you help? And, and I'm more than willing and happy to do that. So I spend a considerable amount of time doing that. And, and then um, I've actually started traveling, something my wife has said, you know, uh, exactly when are you going to start uh, taking me around the world and show me things? And so we've started doing some of that as well. well that's great. Great. Well, again, Bob, thank you very much. It's been such an honor and privilege. Congratulations being the 2018 Achievement Lifetime Award winner. Congratulations. Thanks, Ricky. I appreciate it. God bless.